I'm not going to lie about it. I researched current events so I wouldn't come off like a complete dumbass on my date with Caleb. The thing is, the world is a big fucking place, and it was very plain that an hour and a half of research on a Friday afternoon was not going to make a dent in my lack of knowledge. In fact, the very act of researching current events made me more aware of exactly how much I didn't know, and I ended up chewing off my fingernails. It was clear that I wouldn't keep Caleb's interest with my less than fascinating mind. I'd faced the hard facts. My knowledge of the world at large was limited to subjects with three-letter abbreviations, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL. So, I switched tactics. I showered, shaved, and took extra care with my grooming and dressing. Although I was styled as an outdoor sportsman catalog mannequin, I was nonetheless as smooth as silk just about everywhere a guy's body could possibly be smooth. I was fresh-smelling, and my hair rocked. I looked at my reflection in the full-length mirror on the bathroom door to examine my best and likely only exceptional assets. I was what most women referred to as hot. I had a chiseled, masculine face with a hard body to match. Maybe I didn't require anything in the brain department, because I was eye candy. People had long commented on what a coincidence it was that I was named Bradley, as I was the spitting image of the movie star Bradley Cooper. We both had light blue eyes, unruly brown curls, and a devilish smirk. And hadn't he been crowned People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 2013? I didn't need a brain to get Caleb Jordy into bed. I had more important assets. So I had a solid plan B, in the likely case that my brain didn't cut the mustard with Caleb. I knew he wouldn't be late, and he wasn't. At five minutes before seven, a familiar new model black Volvo wagon rolled into the driveway, and out jumped Angel Boy. He hadn't even stayed in his car for a couple minutes to straighten his collar, mess with his hair, and gather his nerve, which is what I'd have done. No, the guy just stopped the car and jumped out in a single smooth motion. And now Caleb Jordy was striding purposefully up my walkway, approaching the front door that nobody who knew us ever used, his head up and his eyes down. If I had to pick your type out of a police lineup, this would be the guy I'd choose. He's frickin' perfect, Billy observed. I couldn't miss that his voice sounded distinctly agitated. Amy stood beside Billy in the living room. They both stared out the window at Caleb, their arms folded tightly across their chests. It seemed like Amy was about as protective of me as Billy was. Jesus, you guys, I can fucking take care of myself. And if I remember correctly, asshole, you're the guy who forced me to call him. I poked Billy once in the fleshy part of his right peck and walked to the door, stopping to straighten a throw pillow on our ratty paisley couch. Now act normal. I waited to open the door till ten seconds after Caleb knocked. When I finally did, he lifted his head and our eyes met. I saw no timidity there, just a self-assured composure. I knew instinctively that the missing thing with Maddie was not missing with Caleb. Hello, Bradley. I waited for his eyes to trace the length of my body, for him to nod or wink or drool, 
or somehow express to me his approval in a you-sure-are-hot-and-I-want-to-fuck-you way. But I waited in vain. His eyes never left my face. I reached out to shake his hand, and he reached back with both arms, bracing my elbow with one hand as he shook with the other. It's great to see you again, Caleb. The voice of calm confidence, uh, not so much. He nodded and smiled, all the while keeping his gaze locked on mine. Billy stepped forward. I'm Bill, Brad's roommate, and this here is my girlfriend, Amy. Caleb finally released my gaze and turned toward Billy, who hesitated for a split second but then shook Caleb's hand. It's very nice to meet you, Bill. Then Caleb turned to Amy. And you, Amy.